Greetings, everyone. Greetings. I am Marlon Tree Knight. And thank you for taking the time out of your busy lives to join me for this podcast. If this is your first time, I'd like to introduce myself again as a person who's practical, as a person who is down to earth and talks about situations that are everyday life. I like to use my life as a template sometimes because some people aren't bold enough to talk about their lives. What I want to share with you is is a topic that we hear a lot about, but it becomes it, it, it has gotten more closer and closer to home with me because of the field I work in and because of the population. It's suicide. I have been dealing and working with so many people as of the last few months, you know, even with COVID going on, where people have been really talking about ending their lives. And some have even attempted. And it's like, what is really going on in the mind of an individual to feel that way? Now, I'm I'm not saying that you know, you don't get overwhelmed because I get overwhelmed. And I'm going to talk about myself in a few minutes. But a lot of these people have gotten younger and younger. And it makes me think, what are these children going through in their personal lives where they're talking about ending their lives or the world is just a horrible place? And as I begin to go deeper into it by having these, these sessions with these kids, I realized that their parents have unresolved issues or unresolved trauma. So you can see the pattern going on and on and on. And then I I turn on the news and in the news, I see so many things happening where people are taking not only their lives, but they're taking other people's lives because of their trauma. And I start thinking to myself, What can I do or what can I say to help people that I come in contact with where they don't have to feel that way? And I guess that's part of this, this, uh, I guess this gift of this anointing, depending on what, what area you look in to see that you're carrying so much. We carry people like myself. We carry so much of a responsibility without even carrying it like for example it's like we just we just have it in us it's like it's something that's 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 instilled in us to be caring people and we want the best for people but it's hurtful to watch this stuff man it's it's hurtful to hear people when they're crying out it's hurtful to hear people talking about the pills they've taken because they don't want to wake up you know even when they people slit their wrists There are people that I've met who've been cutters. There are people that talk about, you know, harming themselves with with guns. I even saw the news recently where there was a country singer that had a self-inflicted gun wound, um, killed herself. And when you look at it from the point of view, you're thinking that you have everything from a person on the outside looking in. You have everything you want. You're you're well known. what, what, What is it that you're going through to feel this way? Oh, and I started sitting back and I realized the people that I've talked to or spoken with, they've said things like they had no one to talk to. They can't talk to their parents if their parents are in their lives. They can't talk to their grandparents. 
they can't talk to their guardians. They can't talk to their 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 friends. They can't talk to their teachers or counselors or coaches. They they can't talk to them. And I said, why can't you talk to them? And I've been hearing this a lot: the fear of being judged, and then throwing things back in the person's face. So then I was talking to a friend of mine who. You know, we both talked about counseling and, and, and being a part of that 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 area to get our own trauma resolved. And we realize as adults, there's nothing wrong with it. However, just like talking to a, a pastor or a minister or anyone in that 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 area, these are still human beings. So then you start to think. How could you carry yourself in a way where people would trust you? How can you carry yourself upright as a human being and people will tell you the deepest, darkest secrets? And this was this is a rhetorical question that I would ask myself, because remember, I'm sitting here thinking about this because even in my field, this is like I just said, this is this is the population I talk to. And I find people opening up to me to tell me these things. Are there people that come to you in your life? People that tell you their hurts, their their pain, their abuse, their vices, things that they've been going through in life. There are so many, you know, issues that adults face in their daily lives where, you know, we don't even want to talk about things for fear of being embarrassed. But I realized with my personality and and, and like I said, the gifts and the anointing on my life, my life, I realized that more people talk to me. And it and it seems a lot of times like it becomes so, so heavy because it's like the, the weight of the world becomes my responsibility in my mind. Psychologically, I know I, I can't really do that, but I'm just saying a person who who has this, that's how we feel. So how do we how do we keep ourselves up? How do we, you know, allow our light to shine where other people gravitate to us? Well, one of the things that I realized by having that responsibility is I, I like to be real. I like to tell people who I am, who I really am. That's why even with working with youth, I'm relatable. Even though I may smile a lot, there are times when I may want to cry. There are times when I get angry. There are times when I'm frustrated. There are times when I'm rejoicing. There are times when I don't, I'm confused. I'm indecisive, indecisive about what I want to do in my life. And by telling people this, it lets them know that they're not alone. Even on this platform, when I talk about this subject, I even felt like this as a child. And my reasons were I didn't feel I was loved. I didn't feel like nobody cared about me. I felt like every time I went around certain family members, they would always judge me. You know, where and I'm talking about when I say judge me, it's like everybody was making it seem like I was just bad. I was this bad kid on the wrong path and uh, it's bad news when I come around. And you say, well, why did they feel that, feel that way? 
Well, I used to get in fights a lot when I was young. And see, the thing about it is you're going to either be the, the, the person that gets beat on or you're going to beat up or you're going to stand up for yourself. You know, I'm not saying I was a bully. I was not a bully. I can't stand bullies. But what I'm saying is you have to stand up for yourself. And even with standing up for myself, I realized that I was the person that would get caught and then it would be me getting in trouble. So after a while, people wouldn't even think to ask me what the problem was. They would just say he's bad. Now, that was enough at that time in my life as a young man to feel like this world wasn't a place for me. This isn't the play. Nobody cares about me. This is the thought process. Nobody cares about me. Nobody listens, especially when I felt like, you know, what my mother always working and I felt like my dad, my, my father didn't have time for me or I'm thinking he was ashamed of me. I don't know, man, because you got to think in your mind as a child, you have so many things on your mind. Nobody's explaining this to you. Nobody is walking through the thing like the way we do now in society where people will explain a little more than they did before. Nobody articulated that to me that, hey, man, you know, just be patient and do time. This will happen. Nobody talked to me like that. So my my young mind, my young adolescent mind began to look at situations without even thinking of a long-term plan or, or outcome and say, you know what? They don't care about me. So they don't care if I live or die. And for years I felt that way. And I felt that way because if a person doesn't tell you they love you, if a person doesn't show you they love you, then what, what are you supposed to think? So I, I, I take myself back to think about the people I come in contact with. And I bring those situations to the front, not to bring up my issues to make people feel sorry for me, but to let them know that you're talking to a human being that really cares, that I know what disappointment feels like. I know what hurt feels like. I know what letdowns feel like. I know what support feels like. My support came from people that weren't even in my family. My support came from total strangers from different backgrounds, ethnicities, cultures. I'm talking about, imagine playing in a basketball game or a baseball game, and these were things with me, where I'm in the game and I'm doing well, and, and you have people cheering for your number, and you're getting eye contact with these people. And it's, I remember, you know, like the, uh, a married couple or people in relationship, and they're embracing one another. And they're like, go number 15 or 17, whatever number I had. And they're like, go number 20. You know, just they're encouraging me. They came to the game. I don't know if they had children there or not, but it was the support. And so what I did was I identified love with what I saw. And that's what's happening with people around us. When these things happen, or from my experience, see, we know how love feels. We know how it feels to have that feeling in us where we feel appreciated. We know how it is when someone supports us. We know how it is because we want that feeling again. That's why when people go out and 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 they they're, they're dating someone. If that person treats them a certain way, they, they see them. Or even when they say they cheat, they're, they start dealing with these people. I see this a lot. 
I see this a lot because we want things to satisfy us. Just like a fool. This, if, even if we look at foods and we say to ourselves, oh, this isn't good for you. Why are you eating all this ice cream? Why are you putting all these fruits on your ice cream? Why are you eating all this chicken? Why are you eating these burgers? Because it makes me feel good. And that's why some people have a fetish with certain things because it makes them feel good. That's why some people love to shop. That's why some people like to drive fast in cars. That's why some people like to jog or run or work out. That's what makes them feel good. But a lot of people don't understand that because no one has told them. So what happens, they sit in this world where we become smaller and smaller and smaller and they feel like, guess what? There's nothing. I don't have any good qualities. I don't have anyone to like me. I'm not good. I don't need to be here. Well, what I'm saying to you is this. If there are people or anyone on your workplace, anyone in your neighborhood, anyone in your tribe, in your classroom, and you see they're isolated, talk to them. Speak to them. It's nothing wrong with that. You know, the way society is now, you have people saying when you move up north, they walk by you and don't speak. Or you got people down south who are just so friendly and it's kind of weird. It's our areas are different, but we're still human. But I challenge you. Speak to someone. Encourage someone. You know, we really don't know what people are going through. We really don't know what people are feeling in their lives. Suicide is so real and it's so hurtful because people will take themselves out and anyone else who's around them. What are you going to do? to stop that? What are you going to do to curb that? Are you walking around with an attitude? Are you approachable? Are you a person that cares about people? Or are you selfish? Then why are you selfish? Were you one of those people that were like me when I was young? That was like me and got judged all the time? Did you get your heart broken a lot? Did you have people turn on you? was it? What was it? Did a man break your heart? Did a woman break your heart? Did your parents break your heart? Were you physically and mentally abused to the point you don't even care? I can tell you this. And I'm not going to downplay the trauma that many of you have faced. I want to let you know with the sound of my voice that I care about you. I love you. You are special. You are someone special. You are beautiful. You are handsome. You are smart. You are strong. Stronger than you think you are. You're smarter than you think you are. You don't give yourself enough credit. I want you to know that. I want you to hear it and I want you to close your eyes and repeat it to yourself that I am special, that I am someone. 
someone may hear this and they may think that this is the last time they're going to be on this earth. And I'll say, no, it's not. Because you have something to contribute to this earth. You may be in a wheelchair right now. You may have your limbs amputated. And you may feel like there's no reason for me to be here. But it is. Do you realize that I, I want to share this with you, but I want me finish my thought. Do you realize that regardless of your flaws, you still inspire people? You still motivate people? Let me give you a scenario. Maybe by a year or so ago, I was at the YMCA in, in, um, in Savannah, Georgia. And I would go late a lot of time before the gym closes because I would work all day. And there's a guy, and this guy probably was working there for quite some time. And um, he was in a wheelchair. And a lot of times I would go to the gym late. It was because, you know, automatically you had a long day and you drain and you got to talk. Well, I had to talk myself into going because it's like, you know, I, I want to stick to my routine, but I know I'm physically tired. So it's kind of like one of them things like, let me just go and get this 30 minutes and let me get this hour out the way. Well, anyway, I would see this guy in the gym working and he was always happy. He knew everybody's name. And sometimes he would call your name wrong, but let's just say 95% of the time he knew your name. But me, he would say, you know, Marlon Wayans, you know, from the Wayans brother. But he said, Marlon Wayans, how you doing, man? I said, how you doing, man? And he said, man, you got it again, huh? I'm like, yeah, man, I got to get it. He said, man, you're looking good. I see you're looking good. And so even as a man in my thought process, it makes me think, like, hey, man, I am looking good. You start looking at yourself like, yeah, you're like, yeah, man, I saw you when you was coming in here. I saw you coming down. And, you know, because you're getting in shape and the more you go, the more you work out, the more you see this. And so what happens is I start working out more. I want to be in the gym more because I want these results. I want to feel good. I want to, you know, I want to feel good about not only myself, but I also want to continue this. And see, that's the same thing with people who are missing these things. They just want to feel loved. There are a lot of married people that I've spoken to. And, I, and I'm curious about it when I sit there and think about it, where you look at situations where people are married for a long time, but the marriage is pretty much dead. And you say, why? Because when you got with this person, you know, you got with them for whatever reason you got with them for, but it's like you're just surviving together. There's no encouragement. There's no real love. There's no inspiration. There's no support. And those people are seeking that attention. And that's when they begin to cheat because they're seeking this thing. They want some self-gratification. They want some happiness. They want someone to say, hey, you're looking good. And when they don't get it, they start to thinking crazy in their minds. And then they get crazy. We, we saying getting crazy, but they get to a point where it's like life doesn't even matter. 
How many times have you seen people that have been like, man, I don't care anymore? They don't care. They will hurt you and anyone else because they don't feel the need to be here anymore. I just want you all, like I said, we all have to do our parts. We all have to. It doesn't take a minute to encourage somebody. It doesn't take a minute to I understand how the world is. Don't get me wrong where you can't really say anything to people because sometimes people want lawsuits and file grievances or nothing like that. You pretty much know who you talk to, you know. But sometimes just waving at a person, speaking to a person, and you will know who to speak to and sometimes give encouraging words or even saying, have a nice day, have a blessed day, have an awesome day. Take care. Thank you. Simple Simple words have so much power. Hey, I just want you to understand that suicide is real. And there are a lot of people that think like that. And sometimes it may be the people that are right in our faces that feel that way. And sometimes even people like myself get down. We get we get frustrated. We get like I said, I I mentioned earlier, we go through these feelings. We do. We human. Depression is real. Suicide is real. I don't have the percentages in front of me, but believe me, I know it's real. But I just want you all to know that, hey, this is what we're here for. Don't get down on yourself. Think about the great times in your life. You got something, something that was something in your time. Rather, you it's, it's something. I don't want to just name anything, throwing things out there. But there is something in a time in your life when it was a great time. Go back to that place. Find that place in your mind and find strength from it to keep going. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to me. I just want you all to be inspired and encouraged and know that I love you and I care about you. You know, um, I I definitely, you know, want the best for you. You know, if you want to send me an email, you can send it at MarlinKnight47 at Yahoo.com. You know, I'll definitely read over your your email and sometimes I can uh, even with ideas on the podcast. You know, I like to a lot of people talk to me and they and they tell me about these situations. So when I bring it to the platform, I talk about it um, because a lot of people are inspired by it. I'm, I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful that many of you who see me, who know me, um, see me and they talk to me. But like I said, even with the email, you can reach out to me. You know, and I'll respond to the email. I'll even, you know, uh, address that email on a podcast, you know, whatever you would like for me to do. I I definitely feel that we all need each other on this platform in order to encourage one another. But realize that suicide is real and do your part to stop people from wanting to commit suicide. Hey, again, I'm Marlon Tree Knight. I thank you so much for your time. You be blessed until the next time. Greetings, greetings, everyone. I am Marlon Tree Knight. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy lives to tune into this podcast. You know, it's been so much going on in life. And I mean life, life, life. We see so much happening between politics and sports and wars and disasters and everything that's going on around the world. But I had to just pause in my own life 
And I know many of you haven't heard from me in a while, so I guess I took a huge pause. (laughs) But a pause on my life to just reflect on how important I am to the people around me and not only them, but to myself. You say probably thinking, where am I going with this? And, And what's on my mind at this particular time in order to have this particular mindset? Well, just recently I had a colonoscopy done. You know, so many times people look at it like it's this um, thing you don't want to talk about. The elephant in the room. Um, we, We don't want to talk about that because we are men. But let me tell you, when you start to balance out your importance in life, your importance in this world, importance to the people that you love and who love you. You start to think about, you know, the main things in life. You start to realize that in order for you to be here for them, you have to be here for yourself. You know, a lot of times I I, I use myself as this this mirror for, for everyone. You know, all over the world, all over the city, all over the state, the individuals who meet me, who've met me, those who just hear my voice. I like to be a reflection to you because a lot of times you all may not have the voice or we may feel that we don't have the voice for others to hear us. So I don't mind being in that position. But like I said, I start to reflect on my life and look at things and say, hey, what if my life ends today what if what, what if I'm, I'm gone from this planet who's going to feel it Who, who's going to be left in that void where they're crying every day because I'm no longer here to call I'm no longer here to give them a ride I'm no longer here to text them See, a lot of times we don't think about that until something happens, until death happens, until a disaster happens, until some huge story in the world happens where we see war and death and we see things happening. A lot of times we are people who, you know, we react off things. We're we're not proactive, we're reactive. Oh, oh man, I'm going to start loving you now. I'm going to start showing you appreciation now. I'm going to start giving you your flowers now because something else just happened that brought it to my attention that I need to love you or that I need to love myself because there's a movie that I saw and now I want to go get myself a massage. Now I want to start eating right. Now I want to go to the gym. Now I want to get a manicure, a pedicure. We we have always been people that react instead of being proactive. And in my life, I, I start to look at these things. I start to look at, my, look at myself and say, man, you're getting older. And isn't it supposed to be when you get older, you get wiser? But it's also some things that I heard from some of my mentors in the past. And it's also in scripture, biblically, like, you know, I'm getting older And as I get older, I forgot I just went blank. 
but it's more of no I'm sorry I, I, I got it now the more you put in the more you get out so if you don't put anything in what do you expect to get out so I start to think and reflect and I want you to think about this too in order to know the skill or the craft that you have, you had to put something in you in order to learn it. If you're a mechanic and you never touched a car before, how could you be a mechanic? You had to read, you had to study, you had to know how to know these parts of a car. That's the same with barbering. That's the same with any skill. You had to learn, so you had to put things in you. As we start putting things in us, it, it, it allows us to be able to handle life. It, uh, it, it makes us more valuable in life. Not just to us, but to other people. And it goes back to how and why people call on us for a lot of things. And then we get to a point where we neglect ourselves because we're there for people. It's a balanced thing. But how do we know the balance? And see, all of these things came out in my mind during the period of having this colonoscopy, to having this test done, because we hear so many negative things. You know, you hear the positive stories about if they find polyps or what if you have this? Uh, uh, how, how are you going to deal with it? Now I have to focus on my life. All of these things after to go back to the reaction part. But what are we doing prior to that? What are we doing prior to getting issues with our hearts, issues with our blood, issues with our eyes? I mention these things because there are people that have never gone to the eye doctor. They have never gone to check on their eyes. They, they, they doctor it. They, oh, I need glasses, but I'm not going to the doctor. Because they're afraid of what the doctor's going to say. So they go to these dollar stores and pick up reading glasses and do more damage to their eyes. Instead of just going to the doctor to find out what they need to do. And a lot of times, it's a simple remedy. But the longer we put off on doing things, the more we the damage we do. I started going to the eye doctor. I mean, because you have if you have insurance or not, still, these are your eyes. You need your eyes. You know, I never really understood. And I know it sounds crazy. The importance of my eyes until I had issues with my eyes. And what I mean by that is. I'm walking around, you know how the wind blows and dust particles in the air. I'm walking around and I'm just squinting my eyes instead of just having some protective glasses on or some shades or something. Because you don't, guess what, it's normal. Nothing's going to happen to my eyes. Until you have dust in your eyes or you two, you have something in it you can't get out. And now you're in pain because it's blurry. You can't see. You can't, you can't see. So imagine going through life permanently blind because you can't see. You want eye drops. You got to do all this other stuff for your eyes. Those are just your eyes. I haven't even touched other parts of our bodies, but we are talking about the eyes. All of us have eyes. Regardless if there's a disability, 
there's, there's, you have your eyes. Have you ever spoken to someone who has uh, sinus issues? I'm talking about serious sinus issues where basically all they do is all day and have to blow their noses and they have to take all this medication. Do you think they really want to do that? Do you think they really want to go around their nose running all day and they have to carry tissue around? No, nobody wants that. And I'm going to go a little deeper now. Let's go to the high blood pressure part. Many of us have hypertension, high blood pressure, and we continue to eat foods that we know are not good for our bodies. We continue to not exercise. We continue to do everything that we know is contributing to poor heart health. And, And we sit back and this is what we do. We don't think about the importance of a healthy diet. We don't think about the importance of being medicated. We don't think about the importance of drinking a lot of fluids or water. You know why? Because we want to be reactive. We don't want to be proactive. And so I know I went uh, around the world because if if you heard me before, you know, sometimes I, I have this big map and I might talk about this stuff, but I'm bringing it all back to the focus on ourselves. Are you taking the time to make yourself a priority? Are you taking the time to love yourself? Are you taking the time to be proactive on everything in your life? And you know, as I sit here and I say this and I'm, I'm guilty of it. Because I am the foundation, the base for so many other people. I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to be safe. I want everyone to be strong. But what about me? How many of you out there can say that you focus on you? I'm not saying being selfish. I'm not saying turn your back on everybody. I'm just saying, think about it. The things I just said. When I use the eyes, when I use the nose, when I use the heart, those are just three things. Listen, for many of you that know I work in community, I'm a community intervention specialist. So that means I see some of everything. I work in the hospital. I work in the court system. I see a lot from people coming in with heart issues and and getting shot and things of this nature. And how do they get there? Your body is never the same once it's broken or abused internally. But are we going to start taking care of us? Are we going to start focusing on us? Like I said, the foundation, the strength of people requires balance. It requires us to take time and understand our importance in this life. It requires us to be proactive and take care of our health, knowing that we don't need to abuse junk food because we're depressed or or snacks or drinking all the time or smoking all the time. I'm not trying to be this health addict and tell you that, hey, don't do that because I have all the answers. No, I'm saying don't abuse your body. 
we have to understand that there are some people that were born with conditions and they, they have to use these medications and these devices to live. Isn't that enough for us to realize that this real? Or are we going to wait until it happens to us? This is a question that we have to ask ourselves. I know many of us don't have all the money at this time because we're taking care of a lot. Our responsibilities exceed our financial freedom, should I say. We, we, we make a lot of, with the little that we get, we, we, we make it work. I mean, we're able to take care of our household. I mean, it may seem the bare minimum, but we're doing it. We're doing it. We're, we're, we're making sure we have enough gas in our tank to get to work. We can take our children to work, take our children to school, take our neighbors to their appointments, even make it to events to support our loved ones. And we may not get much rest, but we, we completed a day by doing it. Sometimes we go to work and we're there for our coworkers. We're there for people around us. Sometimes many of us have gone through situations that could have broken us. Sometimes we put others above us in relationships. I mean, I talk to some of my female friends and some of my male friends and, 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 and they all go through things, you know, because we all want happiness. We feel that we're on a clock. We feel that we're getting older. We want happiness. So sometimes we compromise ourselves. We do. We sacrifice our bodies. We sacrifice our times. We sacrifice our our finances to make others happy. They're basically abusing us, misusing us. Are we putting ourselves first? Are we balancing our lives? You know, experience is the best teacher. And I can tell you, as I continue to live, this experience is teaching me. We have to, and I always say this about looking ourselves in the mirrors. But even with doing that, we have to understand that there are layers in our lives, layers in our bodies. Specifically, what am I talking about? You can look in a physical mirror right now and look at your arms and look at your legs and you can say, hey, I need to work out. I see fat. I need to work on my stomach. My stomach is hanging. I'm going to I'm going to work on this. I'm going to the gym. Right. That's working on the outer. It's going to take time. Let's go a little bit deeper. Let's go under the skin. (laughs) We can't see our heart and how our heart is pumping. Even when I'm speaking now, believe me, my heart is pumping. Because <laughs> if it wasn't, I wouldn't be talking to you now. But seriously, um, our hearts, our lungs that has to pump out this oxygen, I'm able to speak to you without being on an oxygen machine. I'm able to talk to you without my heart skipping a beat what if I go a little deeper I can't see my veins I can't see my liver I can't see my kidneys 
So when I go to the doctor and they draw blood, they tell me what they see. But on the outside, I can change that by working on the top layer. But let's go up to the, the other layer, the most one of the most important layers, and that's in our brains. We talk about our minds a lot in life. What are you putting in? Like I said earlier, you have to put in something to get out, get it out, right? That mechanic has to know how to be a mechanic. That chef has to know how to be a chef. I mean, we have to see things and study things in order to learn how to cook, regardless, even if it's hot dogs, you know, putting it in some boiling water or some soup or some noodles or whatever the case may be. But we had to learn this by observing others or reading and studying it. Are we going to start taking care of our bodies and our temples or are we going to wait until it's too late? What are we going to do? I had to learn to love myself. I had to realize the importance. And sometimes it takes other people to tell us and show us because we can't see it. We're so it's, 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 it's a parable, I believe, that says basically about being too close to a mirror where I can't see myself. Like if you walk up to a mirror right now, literally, and, and put your nose on the mirror, you can't really see yourself because you're so close to the mirror. But as you begin to step back, you begin to see your face and then you see your face and you back up and you can see your body. You can start seeing your body, depending on how the mirror looks. It may be a half cut mirror, maybe a body type mirror where you can see yourself. But you understand my point. It's like going in the dressing room and you try on some clothes and you're looking in the mirror, you see your full body. Either if it's a small mirror or a large mirror, you get my point. You can see yourself. We need to have an internal mirror in our minds, an internal mirror in our minds to the point that we reflect on ourselves often, more often than we've been doing. And not just on the top layer, but on the other layers that I mentioned. Because we hate to go to the doctor and get a negative report of something we can't even see. But we all have enough common sense and sense and knowledge to realize that what we're putting in our bodies or what we're doing to our bodies is affecting our bodies. We have to balance. Now, I know it's been rough the last few years for a lot of us, and for some, it's been longer. And I know we have to make do of what we have. But I challenge you to start with your mind. Change your mindset. Look, I haven't always been to this point where I can say change my mindset because the environment that I grew up in, it was normal to be abnormal. Dysfunctional behavior was normal until you get out of dysfunctional behavior and you realize that's not normal. Specifically, I like to be specific. If you hear people using profanity every day, it's normal. If you see people drinking violence every day, it's normal when you're in that environment. When you see people abusing one another, misusing one another, it's normal. Until you step out of that environment and you look into that environment, you see that that's not normal. 
It's dysfunctional, abnormal behavior. Is it abnormal behavior for you to continue to abuse your body, allow others to abuse you? Is it normal for you? Step out of that environment. Step out of that environment, pull back, take a deep breath and say, hey, is this healthy for me? Could I do things better so I can live longer? Can I take some time for me to love me? Sometimes many of us don't know how to love each other, love ourselves, let alone love someone else. But I'm telling you, what you have to do is you have to get in a quiet place. Think about all the people you're helping. Think about all the things you do for others. Think about the things that make you tired where you get less sleep because you're either taking people to work, taking people to school, taking people to appointments. Think about all the things you're doing. And think how many people do things for you when you need them. Are they available? Are they busy? Do you even ask? Do you even ask people to help you? Or do they assume because you help everybody else, you're that strong? You're that strong to the point you don't need people to help you because you're you're displaying that, hey, I'm Superman or Superwoman. I can help everybody. But I assure you, when you get alone, even like myself, you get overwhelmed. You start to think, man, these tears are going come down my face because I'm alone. I'm tired. I'm physically tired. I'm emotionally tired. I'm emotionally drained. My body shut down on me. I, I don't I, I, I don't want to ask for help because people are going to think this about me. People are going to think that about me. Listen, you have, we have to use wisdom and understand that there's a balance in life. And we have to start taking care of us. We have to be able to look ourselves in the mirror through the layers. The layers. We have to realize that everyone has to learn something. And now we're learning before it's too late. We have to be proactive instead of reactive. Hey, I just want you all to understand that Our lives are important. You are important to me. We're all important to someone. There's someone that look up to us. There's someone that depends on us. But just remember, if we allow our bodies to shut down on us and we're not taking care of ourselves, then we're no good to anyone. We're no use. We'll be in the nursing home. We'll be in some facility depending on others to take care of us. And I don't think any of us want that. So continue to love yourself. And if not, start today. Make time for yourself. Don't go around beating yourself up. Don't go around abusing yourselves, taking all these pain pills and all this medication. Just go outside. Get some sunlight. Walk around the park. Walk around the neighborhood. Sit down, even if you can't walk. But just push, 
Push yourself on the porch. Push yourself to get some fresh air. Allow yourself to see nature, see the birds, hear them. You know, just just things that you don't usually make time to do and appreciate life. Understand that there are so many things out there, everybody. You don't have to go far to see nature. You don't have to go far to see the importance that you have on this life. Even if you're at a point right now where you feel like your life is worthless, listen to my voice and try it. Look at the insects. Look at the earth, the ground, the trees, the flowers, all of these beautiful things that we tend to take for granted are there. We get so consumed with the news. We get so consumed with everything going on around us that we lose sight of the important things. Take your hand and put it over your heart. Realize if it's beating you alive. That means you have a purpose. That means you are special. That means you are someone. I may not have met you personally, but I appreciate you. I love you. I care about you. It's coming from a genuine place. I know you can do it. Hey, until the next time, I just want you all to be encouraged. I want you all to understand that, hey, life is beautiful. We just have to start balancing and focusing on us. We have to balance our lives and realize that we are important. And whenever you feel like you're lost, take your hand and put your hand over your heart. And if you feel that beating, then that means you're alive. That means that you have time to get things together. That means you have to reset. And like I said, you have to put something in you in order to get anything out. I'm Marlon Tree Knight. Until the next time, take care.